0: Welcome to another episode of the Fortress of. My name is Oscar, and with me per usual are sadly your two other hosts today. Uh, <laughs>
1: womp, womp. Who are
0: Alex and Brian? No, what do you sound
1: Like somebody died, Lord. Devin
0: fell off a mountain. <laughs> Devin is
2: still alive.
0: He's he's, he's alive. He's MIA. For he's the alive. Time being. He will be here shortly. Later. <laughs> uh, how you guys doing? I'm doing good.
1: It's a nice day. Well. Living, living the dream. But in a good way, not a bad way, like you tell your coworker.
0: <laughs> the clarification there is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone. We are a podcast about movies and video games and TV and lots of other pop culture nerd stuff. So if you guys are ready, should we jump into the first segment of the week? Let's begin. Let's do it. News, News talk. All right. Um, we got our first trailer for Hawkeye, the Disney Plus series, which is coming November 24th. And it's Christmas themed. It's very diehardy
2: oh, as well. That's true. You're right. You know what? I didn't get a chance to watch this. Can you summarize the trailer for me?
0: So basically, it's just Hawkeye just chilling with his fam in New York. Uh, they're going to see Rogers, the musical. Oh. On Broadway? On Broadway, yes. (laughs) That's great. Um, And then he sees on the news someone dressed up like his character from Endgame, Ronan, the one that he killed a bunch of people in. (laughs) Interesting. And then he goes to investigate, and he realizes that it's not a dude who I'm assuming he thought it was. It turns out to be Kate Bishop, who from the comics, most people would know, um, becomes the next Hawkeye, basically. And he's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm the world's greatest archer. And then from there, it just kind of takes them on their journey of having to take down a bunch of bad crime people that Hawkeye pissed off from uh, all the killing he did in Endgame. Mm, <laughs> uh-huh. so. It's like a buddy buddy cop TV show? Very much so. Yeah, yeah. buddy cop. Like a, a very lethal weapon and diehardy um, with the Christmas theme and Home Alone 2. It it, it seems like they're taken a lot more of a comedic tone with it. Okay. You get a shot of Lucky the Pizza Dog. He's a dog. He's like their <laughs> pet companion. He's got one eye. Sometimes he wears an eye patch. Cool. It looks fun. Um, I think Haley Steinfeld, uh, she looks good as Kate Bishop. I think she's proven herself as she's very charismatic and has good comedic timing. I don't know if you guys saw Bumblebee, but she's really good in that. I mean, she seems
1: great. I'm excited more for her, uh, you know. People, people don't know. I, I don't care too much for Jeremy Renner or or Hawkeye <laughs> as a character as a whole. He's a tertiary character in the comics. Uh, he yeah. should be a tertiary
2: character in real life. Uh, <laughs> I'm fairly surprised they're making a TV show about him. Like, right? Well, this
0: was supposed to be a movie originally, okay. which is
2: why I think this one might drag a bit. Which is
0: also why I think it's only six episodes. Okay. I think they just put this on Disney Plus because they needed content. Yeah. yeah.
1: I kind of hate that. That might be where it struggles. I think so too. <laughs> Interesting. I like that it's short.
2: Maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> We're going to probably talk about it. You should watch it. Maybe I'll watch the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. What else, what else is happening?
0: Well, Anthony Mackey is going to be in a Twisted Metal movie? <laughs> That's the, uh, like, 64 game, right?
1: Yeah, it came out on 64, PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation it came out on most too. of those older consoles. But it came. Like, the first game came out in 95. It's pretty old.
2: It's the one with the scary clown. Yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. a clown and you're riding, like, motorcycles and, like, whipping people with uh, He drops an
1: ice cream truck, first of all.
2: Oh. Get it together! Oh yeah, <laughs> ice cream truck. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of a different game. It's like a racing game with like you're mixing hijinks. with that.
1: Um, who's the character that Nicolas Cage played with the flaming skull head? This oh, guy's no, a flaming no, no, no. clown Ghost head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> De-
2: definitely, definitely, um, definitely not that. But um, yeah, you're mixing Ghost Rider. Yeah, you might be
0: getting bits and pieces of it. It's like a racing game and Mad Max where you just try to destroy each other at the same time.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's demolition derby, basically a video game. Yeah,
0: what interesting. Anthony Mackie. He's not playing the clown, which is who I thought he was going to play at first. He's playing John Doe, who is, like, the least interesting character in all of these games. <laughs> Weird choices. But the premise might sound familiar to you, Alex, in the fact that he wakes up in, like, a prison or, like, an asylum with all these tattoos on him, and he has to kind of, like, figure out his story or problem, and it's, it's very... Um, oh, memento? Memento, yes, <laughs> yes.
2: I thought you were making a joke about how I'm mentally challenged or <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh, You right, might that's... be able To resonate with this You have no memory I'm a little I feel like that's A little bit rude But no yeah I, I'm a big fan of Memento That sounds cool
1: <laughs> Yeah Anthony Mackie's an interesting Character choice Considering uh, in the game That I remember He was a white dude uh, like a very, mm-hmm. very white dude that turns into almost like a skinhead. Oh uh, no. So this is an interesting take on it. Yeah, But we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much of a story you can get from that, but uh, yeah. we'll
1: see. Yeah, we, we were talking off stream about it. And we're just kind of like, what? No one cares about the story of any of these characters. They just care about shooting each other. Like that was the whole point of the game. No one cares about where... Scary clown
2: man with his head on fire. We can't. Yeah. Stop. Next, a, we're gonna have a Mario Kart the movie. Yo, I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, that would honestly be pretty fire. I mean, they're making that Mario movie. Wait, no, really?
0: Yeah, they're like making like a fully animated CGI. Oh, what movie. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
2: this yeah. is off topic. Wait a second.
0: Sorry, off <laughs> <laughs> topic, but yeah, that's happening. We,
2: we need to discuss that at this. some point. Because what?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: this is news to me. And, and that's right. got the
0: minimalist of a story. So. What the hell oh, is that going to be? Gosh. I just oh, hope Mario man. doesn't talk. Yeah. That would be weird. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope he has the yeah. voice of Vin Diesel.
1: You need a veto. Hey, it's a meeting <laughs> <It's a meaty. laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, Christopher Nolan had a bad Speaking divorce with Warner Brothers because he w- was mad because they released all of those movies on HBO Max and theaters at the same time in 2021 and called it the worst streaming service ever. And so now he he split up from Warner Brothers, who he's worked on for like every single movie he's done pretty much. Um, And now he's gone and worked, uh, signed with Universal. But he had a lot of demands. Uh... <laughs> To say the least. So basically, uh, and this is all from The Hollywood Reporter, they said this. A hundred million dollar budget, which he also considered a small scale, which is like, okay, (laughs) go okay, Chris Nolan, all right. Uh, He wants total creative control, 20% of the first dollar gross, and a blackout period from which the studio, the company would not release another movie for three weeks before or after His movie came out.
2: Okay, that that last bit sounds a little bit crazy.
0: That's a little bit crazy. And he wants it in theaters for at least a hundred days.
2: Wow, a hundred days? Which
1: I looked up and apparently the standard movie stays in theaters about five weeks. (laughs) How many days is that?
2: five times (laughs) that's only like 30 that's That's only 40 days (laughs) oh my gosh he's he's losing it man i mean but he's also like a i'm a big fan of his and uh, his philosophy behind filmmaking and keeping things in theaters like i like that stuff but don't go crazy but he
0: has to also like address the fact that the world yeah you you gotta adapt at some point for the world standards (laughs) for sure
1: yeah right And I get it. I I, especially being having an artistic vision like that, having it kind of squandered sucks. But also, everybody had stuff squandered because it was a pandemic. Like right.
0: (laughs) And like not like I get every movie you you make is your masterpiece, but it's like come on, bro. Like every movie you make is your masterpiece. We've seen some of your (laughs) movies where they're just like, all right, come on. Oh man. But like, no, I respect it. But it's just like that. I mean, they did it. He's
2: gonna get what he wants. So Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see what he's doing next. I still haven't seen Tenet, but I really want to. Tenet's yeah, good. good. Uh I
0: watch it with subtitles potentially, because he right, does I not heard. know how to, yeah, <laughs> to listen to his own movies. Uh, the, the Mixing is not is not there. Yeah. Um, but this movie that he's working on with Universal, it's a it's apparently gonna be about um Robert Oppenheimer. Oh right. So he's gone back to, to a period piece of like World War Two, like he did with uh Dunkirk. Yeah. Um, but I just wonder how he's going to implement a weird time bending element into this movie because he's done it for True. every single movie. That's his thing. Yeah. So I'm like, how does, how does he, how does he fuck around with this one? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
2: I saw, I saw a great meme that was like, oh, Christopher Nolan, you're doing a, uh, movie about the atomic bomb. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. Like you, so you're going to do like a CGI bomb, right? And he, and then the <laughs> next, the next, the next caption is just him like straight faced. And they're like, right? You're not going to do like right? a real bomb. Right, Christopher <laughs> He's just silent. He's going to nuke something. He's going to nuke a whole state over. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past him,
0: honestly. Oh my God. Uh, God. He's like, I have to keep the integrity of the atomic bomb.
1: <laughs> you guys have to actually die for this movie. Oh, okay, That your best work yet. Oh, please, no. <laughs> Seven out of ten.
0: Uh, it's in the fine print of their contracts. <laughs> you will die filming this
2: movie. Go oh, for the God. Oscar this time. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> um, alright next up uh, alright guys it's confirmed Tom Hardy he's gonna be in the next Spider-Man movie it's 100% confirmed it's happening <laughs> it's real uh, no just kidding is
2: it, is it confirmed? no
0: uh, there's a picture that came out on Twitter of him wearing a uh, Spider-Man Far From Home or uh, No Way Home no which was it was it Far From Home? no the No Way Home the new one that hasn't come out yet he's wearing a hat mm. and so people are like <gasps> oh my goodness uh, that's the, wait, that's part it. Of the crew. He's wearing a hat. He's wearing a hat.
2: I could go buy a hat right now. <laughs> right, that's why oh, come it's on like
0: internet. Be better, internet.
1: <laughs> I'm confirmed. Also in the movie, yeah, I Brian's the hat.
2: in there. <laughs> I, I have seen Brian in the hats before, so he's in a lot of movies. That's actually. true. I'm, I've been in a that's lot of movies. True. I'm just letting you guys know. Uh, yeah, it was
0: people. I think people are just chomping at the bit because they want to see him in it maybe and just see yeah me, me too yeah it'd be cool and maybe hey maybe we weren't wrong when someone when we talked about that trailer maybe he's a cameo at the end or something i think alex you said that I maybe love that.
1: yeah i mean <laughs> if he is in the movie tom holland will spoil it
0: <laughs> fair enough that's very true there that's speaking of that real quick uh there was a video of him uh coming at, uh from when they were pro- talking about the second movie, where interviewer asked him, "It's like, yeah, so what do you think about like um, like Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire coming in the universe, and Tom Holland just like straight face, no looking? <laughs> oh, I think actually we uh, Devin sent it to all of us. I think, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I, I
1: sent it to everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
0: Oh my god, it's so funny.
1: That shit killed me because he's so <laughs> bad. I remember one time he was on live stream on Instagram, and I think it was one one, one of the Avengers movies, or maybe the, the Captain America Civil War was uh, first being it hadn't even been announced yet." And uh, he got, like, a poster, got some swag. He's like, oh, what is this? What is this? And it's, like, a letter on the back of it from, like, Mark Ruffalo. Like, don't show this to people. And he's like, oh, that's crazy. Why well, he has the poster backwards. Right. And the poster's like, Captain America. Don't show this to people. Civil <laughs> War. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and he, like, instantly turns off his stream. That's why, like, that's why I crazy, love bro. this
2: guy as as Peter Parker. He's so, like, he's, he's so nerdy and funny and dorky. And he's also yeah. seems like the biggest fan of MCU he and does. Marvel. And, him being in that universe is just so perfect because Peter Parker's a nerd and he's like geeking out nonstop. Yeah. I'm telling you,
1: it it feels perfect to me. I know I have a lot of nostalgia towards uh, Tobey Maguire, right? Yeah, Tom yeah. Holland feels like the best, most like realistic Spider Man we've had. So best far. case scenario, yeah. also because he's not 38, right? And he, so he, he
0: looks like yeah. a child. Yeah.
1: <laughs> No, like, big-headed Andrew Garfield. I'm sorry, Andrew Garfield. I'm not sorry. You got a big-ass head, though, bro. <laughs> you do got a
0: big head, though, you got bro. big hair and big
1: head. I feel it, same.
0: <laughs> <me>. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, Denis Villeneuve. Still don't remember how to pronounce his name. He's uh, directing Dune, so he's been doing some interviews and stuff, and uh, he's the, the most recent director to, to hate on Marvel. He hates them forever. Not really, <laughs> but he just said some shit that people are mad about, apparently. He was critical about them, which I think is rightfully
2: so. Yeah, said. like... What what's the exact quote he said? I know more or less what he said, but do we have the exact quote?
0: Yeah. So uh, he said, uh, "Perhaps the problem is there are too many Marvel films that are nothing more than a cut and paste of others. Maybe these types of movies have turned us a little bit into zombies."
2: Which well, oh the zombie bit? <laughs> yeah.
0: Which I kind of see where he's coming from. When I think it's just the superhero genre in general. A lot of it can be kind of cut and pasty. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Definitely. I mean,
1: they're not exactly deep movies. They're pretty superficial as a whole. I mean, Marvel probably has. I mean, Marvel and DC, they both have very in-depth things that they tackle at some points but a lot of it turns into
0: you know superhero fight villain you kind of know what you're getting monologue. into in the last 20 exactly.
1: minutes exactly yeah and i think that's why it's such it's so easy, easy to grab like an audience for these kind of movies because at the end of the day it's pretty light like you don't have to come in knowing everything about comics or deep lore right. to enjoy captain america fighting bad guys you know what i mean so yeah, yeah they have a formula and they're very good at it but it's also a formula. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're not out here trying to make waves. Yeah, you, you kind of <laughs> know what you're
2: standing up for when you watch a superhero film or Marvel film. It is what it is. He's not wrong, but. No, he's not. Like, he, as sa- much as. it sounds a little mad, which I don't understand. Yeah.
0: As much as I'm like looking forward to seeing Eternals, I kind of have an, a, like a, a clue of what's going to happen, at least in the last 20 minutes of that movie. I mm. would love to be surprised and like something new, because it looks like something different right. so far from what we've seen. But you kind of get an idea of what's going to happen in the last twenty minutes of that movie. There's going to be—I mean—that's where like
1: the the Logans and the right uh, what else, Joker's like—they they've done things that felt different. Where it's like, huh, that's, that's, that's an interesting point. take on mm-hmm. older stuff. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I I agree with them. I don't think that's wrong to say. I don't think it's wrong to be critical of other directors.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see know. an issue with it because like art, I, <laughs> he didn't say anything that was like he wasn't like shitting on it. I think he's just expressing his opinion and like, but like I I yeah I think there's also I like. That. Marvel fans and and stuff like can get a little a little uppity. I feel <laughs> they're, they're protective
1: of their IP. F- fandoms are are pretty intense. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> but he also at the same time he he praised uh, Chloe Zhao Disney hiring her to do to direct the Eternals because he thought that was awesome because he loves her her work and stuff. So I and uh, yeah, I agree with him. So because I'm excited for Dune. I I've I loved like pretty much every movie he's made. Um, so he's a phenomenal director. You know who didn't like what he had to say? Neil Bloomkamp.
1: What did his tweet say, Brian? He said, quote, what a fucking (laughs) asshole. (laughs) He just retweeted, he just quote tweeted the article and just replied, what a
0: fucking (laughs) asshole. Which is pretty funny.
1: Which I don't think that's the right way to approach that, but you can disagree with
0: that. Right. Because I thought, I was expecting more aggression from what he said, but like, I was just like, oh, he seems kind of tame about it, but. People just hurt feelings. And I think, yeah, Neil Baumkamp, he was on that track of doing big budget type of stuff, I feel. And, now he's not. I don't know. <laughs> I love District 9. I, I think he's, he's a great director too. But So yeah. But yeah. I'm excited for District 10 whenever that comes out. Make that movie, please. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, please. What I, mean. I love
1: District 9. That's one of my
0: favorite movies yeah, all the yeah, time. Right? Me, Absolutely. Alright, last quick news story. Nicolas Cage is uh, he's never going to retire from acting. He says, that's awesome. Keep making the shit you make, bro. <laughs> he said, I'm going to die on this screen. <laughs> Film it. <laughs> he signed up for the next Christopher Nolan movie. Oh God.
2: <laughs> it's my best work yet. I'll never retire because I'm dead <laughs> in next year. What a weird piece of news.
0: I mean, like he he explained that like he's he says he's better, like his lifestyle's better when he's constantly working. So I'm like, good for you. Like if that's what keeps you not from buying weird dinosaur eggs and being bankrupt and shit. But do do you, man?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love Nicolas Cage movies. I'll be honest with you, there are not many that I like feel too fondly yeah.
0: about. But, I feel like the last hey. one I saw was like a National Treasure movie.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I rewatched the first National Treasure uh, a year or two ago. Still holds up, actually. It's a good movie, man.
0: Yeah. Still yeah. good. I don't feel like it's because of Nicolas Cage, it's not, though.
2: It's not because of him, but but he's, he's
0: like it. so pulled back. He's just like a normal dude. I feel like in that movie. Yeah,
2: that's that's true. That's all he plays, though. Nicholas Cage feels like a pancake. I feel like he always plays a normal dude who's like very weird for no mm-hmm. reason.
0: <laughs> he goes manic at one
1: point. So he Cage. takes
2: a normal dude script. He's like, okay, how can I spice this up with random <laughs> acts of weirdness that make right. no sense? Yeah, yeah. Dinosaur bones. Dinosaur bones. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, Love you, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, keep it, keep it going, man. Keep it weird. Ghost Rider three. Let's go. Happy you're doing well. Love to hear that. Um, uh, that's it. That's all the news we got for this week. Let's move on to our main topic. Of the- oh, Leo, Devin, you survived that fall from the cliff. Do you want to join <laughs> us in our main topic? All right, cool.
1: <laughs> Full body cast.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, I think it's time for us to move on to our main topic for the week. Uh, but guys, uh, we- we're in another fortress. We- we've we stumbled upon another one. Uh, this one is, uh, uh honestly quite terrifying. Very panic-inducing, uh, and uh, it, it scares me, but I love it at the same time. Uh, this <laughs> week, it seems like we're in the fortress
2: of
3: Parasite. Parasite.
2: <sighs> tam, 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 tam,
3: tam, tam, <sighs> Parasite. Usually, I throw in a few you know, lines from the movie, but I don't speak Korean, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to That's probably best. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> leave that yet. one alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so we are talking about the movie Parasite this week, uh, everyone. Um, we're going to be diving deep into this movie as much as we can in our lot of time uh because this movie's great um before we get into spoilers uh quick brief trailer synopsis uh i would say don't watch the trailer for this movie and just go in 100% blank uh because that's probably the best way to experience this movie it's fantastic also the trailer doesn't help you jack shit know what the hell is happening in this
2: movie (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to explain it in like an elevator pitch if you had to but yeah it really is i I learned that yesterday after
1: trying to explain it to my parents when i told them to watch it and i was
0: like
2: hmm oh really
1: this is weird to say
0: okay (laughs) It's really, yeah. so I just feel like, just like, ah, uh, you just got to go 100% on faith and just go watch. I would be like, the only thing you say, you'll have to read. <laughs> that's the only thing you'll <laughs> oh, have to yeah. do. If you can do that, then, then go watch any, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: great. If you can read, you can succeed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and now, we're briefly, uh, just talk about, uh, before we jump into spoilers, how our overall feeling of it. I love this movie. I think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen in, in a long time. It's It's really, really remarkable to watch, especially um not only when it came out but (laughs) in our current time period and year that we're in um so i loved it that's my thumbs up boom Mm -hmm. yeah hell yeah
2: i loved it too i I thought it was really incredible when it first came out i was like super excited to see it uh i i heard a lot of like good things about it but i didn't want to like research anything about it i just wanted to like you know go in fresh really didn't disappoint it kept you on the kind of edge of your seat the whole time and really keeps you guessing but um
3: Really great movie, yeah. Twists and turns. I mean, I could tell that, that it was very methodical, very um purposeful with like every scene and stuff. A lot of it probably went over my head, but um, you know, it was nice to 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 watch How a movie could it? where You're that's so tall. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I know.
0: Sorry, go <laughs> on.
3: <laughs> no, but it definitely um definitely ref- I would say refreshing was my you know, because I, I don't usually watch movies like this, so it was kind of nice to...
2: It was it was very different. Mix it
3: up. Yeah, it's very different, yeah. very unique. Definitely so agree I with I like the that.
2: refreshing statement.
3: Yeah. Support that. Well, y'all know
1: I already like that shit. I love reading some <laughs> subtitled Korean films and things like that. I just really like uh, the style of a lot of those kind of movies. I think they're really interesting in how they treat a lot of different issues. And then the director, Bong Joon-ho especially, uh, I've watched his other work, and I've really enjoyed... It. I didn't love Snowpiercer, but I thought it was... (laughs) It it had an interesting take. I do think it came out too close to Hunger Games being a big thing, and I think that kind of ruined some of the appeal of it, but... Mm, I can see that, I guess. Yeah, of his other directors. It was kind of the art style of it that really made it feel goofy. And also, I'm like Chris Evans. Anywho, uh, <laughs> I find it of that. hard
2: to believe you didn't like the art style of Snowfish. It feels like it uh, feels like a live action anime, which I f- but that was kind of did. the issue, right? Is
1: yeah. just coming off of the heels of a uh, Hunger Games. It just really felt similar in the way how goofy the characters look. Now over the top, the the rich and the bu- the bourgeois uh, yeah, was right, in right. that movie. That's just so kind funny. of felt a little off on that. But uh, the director is really good at making these kind of really big allegories that I think are really interesting mm-hmm. and. Explore things that we don't explore enough, and this movie just took it to awesome. the next level. So I, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, because out of the four of us, Brian, you were the only one who hadn't seen yep. this. This was your first. It was. View I remember
1: it. it being in the Academy oh, Awards, wow. and I was like, okay, this looks like a really good movie and something I'd be interested in. But I just never, I just it was set on my watch list forever. So you guys finally mm-hmm. gave me a reason to pick it up and, <laughs> and put it on my TV. And I'm definitely super happy that I did because that's a really good movie. It's definitely gonna be one of my tops for probably a long time.
2: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: Good reviews all what's around. What's up?
0: So there you go. Uh, spoiler warning from, from this point on out. if you have not seen this movie, I would very much uh, recommend you go see it. It's fantastic. Um, spoiler warning now. We're going to tell you <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back from the spoiler. <laughs>
3: if you're still uh, here.
0: All right, let's, let's get into this. Uh, this movie, I would say that we've all acknowledged that the most obvious overarching theme about this is capitalism and the, the class struggle throughout that. So We're going to get into to all that stuff. Does anyone want to want to jump in first with the with their first first bit of that what they what's that they feeling? Uh,
2: I mean yeah, right off the bat I feel like 100% the movie is really about the class system and the struggle that the lower class has a lot of the time. It kind of starts off right in the beginning with the main characters being underground like, and living in their basement and stuff and eventually mm-hmm, right. throughout the film they like make their way towards the top of this mountain when they feel like they're a literal mountain. I, I, yeah, yeah, literally <laughs> yeah, a mountain. And yeah. they feel like they're on top of their life and stuff, and that's when everything comes crumbling down. So there's just a yeah. beautiful, beautiful um, lesson to be learned and engraved in the story.
0: Right. This whole movie is built upon up, up and down literal stairs. Upstairs yeah. and downstairs, yeah. stairs and up a hill and down a yeah. hill as far as, like, the upper class and the lower class. Like, it's so obvious, but it's just so well done, which is, I think, what makes mm-hmm. this movie so good. Like like you were saying at the beginning, they're they're just comparing the homes and and the trek up, how everything is just so quote unquote clean and fresh on the at that at the rich family's house. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just so well done. Yeah,
3: well they took they took a lot of that stuff like out of like out directly out of like um Korean culture because I know like that the basement apartment that they start out in, those were not meant to have like tenants. Like they actually built those as like bomb shelters. When they, um, you know, were worried about North Korea,
0: were. and so only
3: like <laughs> only when they started dealing with like overcrowding, did they actually allow those to be Ugh. like opened up to, you know, to like rent out because they just had so many people. So it was just another real life. Like I, I'm sure that as as hard as this movie hit us, I'm sure it probably hit people in South Korea. I mean, but to them, it's it's just life. So it's like, you know, it's it probably it, I don't know, yeah. but like it it was definitely a lot of the stuff came directly out of like real things.
0: It's interesting how similar, like, how we can, like, in America can relate to the same Mm -hmm. issue. Even though, yeah, very much a South Korean issue. How similar, like, it, it it can be over here as well. Just found that fascinating. Yeah, I, gu- I
2: guess the uh, the struggles real everywhere. It's just different um, variables right, that right, are, just different levels. Like, all
1: unique. Capitalism and- screws us all. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the the, the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys next. Week.
1: <laughs> but I think that's the biggest thing that's super interesting about this story as a whole. Because while it is very on the nose, and usually that's kind of off putting when you go to movies, and like movies mm-hmm. are like we're talking about racism. And it's like too obvious that you're talking right. about racism. Right. This one hits, I think, a thing that uh, hits an uncomfortable point that a lot of people don't want to talk about very much. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the way that rich people and poor people kind of interact with each other and how they exist together and why the rich are allowed mm-hmm. to exist and why the poor are the places that they are. Um, because just right. as a synopsis of the movie is it's about a guy that, it's about a family that's really poor and just trying to make some money to make ends meet. Uh, they hang out with uh, one of their family friends that is doing a little bit better. He does some finagling and gets uh, his friend in uh, to teach the rich daughter. Yeah, to be a tutor for English. And then from there, they just kind of finesse the system over and over again and try to get more and more of the family (laughs)
2: members. Holy fucking shit.
0: They are the biggest and baddest. This is like Oceans 13 or Oceans 14. Like, this is the best heist I've ever fucking seen. If they had a a bigger
2: bigger, uh, opportunity or something, they'd be like the next mafia and I was right. kind of great about it shit. is the way that they were
1: able to just be sneaky and conniving to kind of get their weasel their way into that situation to get like hey yeah I got know someone that they can be a great art teacher oh. the art therapist it's just a sister it's, so good. it's just some random right. <laughs> it's like oh yeah she's world famous uh, she's from Chicago she's like oh
0: yeah I'm Chicago <laughs> yeah.
1: and I guess if you're America. from South Korea you think Chicago's the yeah. fucking shit but if you're from America well it's the
0: US and I that, I think that's also one of the big points is about this movie and the whole colonialism aspect is that uh it's like in this movie it's it's shown that like having an a quote unquote english name yeah. like jessica or kevin yeah. it is prestigious and and very it shows your elite status and that fact that it's it's an interesting thing and and that goes into later in the movie with the whole native american thing that we we'll probably right. we'll probably I mean that's a good point later. though. Yeah, there's
3: a, there's a lot of notes. Yeah, that's like that's like a thing in asian culture from what i've like read is that
1: it it touches everything it touches
3: everything. <laughs> like, European and, like, American stuff is just perceived as, like, more valuable. So, like, I think that's why the kid gets all of his toys imported from there and stuff. But, like, I watched mm-hmm. a news story one time about, like, how in China, like, you can be an actor. Like, if you're white, you can just go there and, like, act to do stuff and, like, show up to stuff. So, one time, they, they hired this actor to, like, show up to, like, a hospital opening. And he was an actor. He's a, he's not a doctor. And, like,
0: Oh, like a real hospital? Yeah, like
3: a real hospital opening. <laughs> oh and oh, he goes oh up. He's like he's oh, like the shit. keynote speaker, and all in his speech was just like neuroscience from like like verbatim from oh from Wikipedia. My god. Like, and every wow. all these real doctors are like, oh my gosh, they're like taking notes vigorously and stuff. It's like, yeah, oh that's my god. Crazy. So Man. yeah, there's, that's definitely like not. I wouldn't say that's just. Uh, limited to to South Korea in this case, so but right. you know, yeah, definitely a problem. But, I did
0: like the line where the dad or the, one of the parents is talking about um, when the kids in the tent outside. Uh, I think it's the mom. She says it's going to leak, or no? I think he says it's going to leak, and she says no. It's it's, it's it was imported from yeah. America. It should be perfectly yeah. fine. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <All right.
2: laughs>
0: good
1: joke. A <The>, little <laughs> yeah. that you know about American products.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially uh, watching uh, it, uh, watching it now with the state of the world, it, it definitely. Um, the, the, just the word America and the whole country just feels right. a lot different now than it did a few years ago when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's I crazy. mean, this movie yeah. only came out, what, 2019? But 2019
1: is very different than what 2021 has been a so far. Of, a lot <laughs> of
2: stuff happened. Yeah. Watch it. And <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> One down. thing
1: we're seeing right now, because, of course, we are in a global pandemic and I hate talking about it, but it always seems relevant. It's always something about it. It's really shown a lot of the failings of capitalism and the the divide mm-hmm. of uh, of class, yeah. because one big thing that we're seeing is right now, while like Jeff Bezos made over a hundred billion dollars during this pandemic, we have people waiting in food banks and lines, hours and hours down the right. road, just so they can eat food. So to see that like divide mm-hmm. so strong in our American culture, it feels really gross. <laughs> if you're listening to a, this listener
0: from like 2023, please, please, I hope it's better. <laughs> please, <laughs> yeah. please yeah. F-
2: future citizens, uh, if you can, send help. If it's still a pandemic, yeah, just
0: uh, Ugh man, yeah. yeah. Send a send a pod back through to the past. Yeah, if if time machine
2: isn't invented yet, like help us out here.
3: But so so while we're kind of <laughs> on the subject of like that, like I feel like the I feel like so that you know there's that debate of like who's the real parasite, right? And like obviously the the family is a mm. is a parasite because they're leeching onto this source of wealth they can like extract value from, right? But like yeah. the way that the 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 park family like their only crime in this movie is just kind of being oblivious to like the suffering of their fellow south koreans right like they don't they're not they're right. like so rich and so detached from like reality that they don't even like know or care that people are struggling so much below them right i think that's like their kind of the main point of their characters right is that it's just like it's nothing to them right like they don't i don't know they they, right. they can't fathom the the amount of suffering that's going on
1: I would fight that they're also parasites, and in, uh, in the I way is, that they're, they're 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 parasitic of the 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 culture of being poor people and using poor people for their own for games. Yeah, for labor, mm-hmm. just for mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of There's, the big they're things. Su- they're
2: sucking them dry. She can't even do dishes. Yeah, that, that's one. of the, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, look how look how bad she was at putting dishes in the dishwasher. She didn't have to wash them herself. She only had to put them in the dishwasher. Right. She couldn't do mm-hmm. that. She didn't know mm-hmm. how to make a meal. Like things like that was, and that's kind of what's funny because it's almost on the nose talking about you know the big thing is when we simp really hard for billionaires and stuff like that, it's because we think they work harder or they're smarter. Something about them has made them greater than us. And that's why they mm-hmm. got to that position from their, you know, their work. But then can Jeff Bezos do digits? We don't know. He might, he might <laughs> not know how to do we these simple know. things. You, you know what I mean? It's like things <laughs> like that. And it's like that really shows that people, just because they've made this wealth, does not mean it's because that they are better or harder working or doing something like that. Because it's just right. different opportunity, and that's what kind of gives
0: it. I'm glad you brought that up, Devin, because yeah. I totally had that as the first note to say was the title, yeah. and I completely yeah. forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, really uh, even like um, the director, Bong Joon-ho, has gone on and said that it's a double meaning. It's definitely, it's, it, it's the poor family yeah. is a literal, it's a parasite on the rich, because they're literally <laughs> taking over their house, <laughs> and then the rich yeah. is a parasite on the on the lower class, because... They make them do all of the shit that they don't want to do, and they can't do sometimes. Right? Yeah, right. And, and
2: even and even uh, literally the whole class system. Uh, if they're under a basement, they're literally supporting uh, the stacks of wealth on top of them. They might not yeah. live; mm-hmm. yeah. these people might not live on a hill above their particular place, but people do. So it's just um, yeah, right. Ev- everything's just so reinforced in such a visual and meaningful way
3: because the working class is the foundation. You yeah, kind of like as the first act of that movie, like as the family's like infiltrating the house, like you, you know what they're doing is like wrong, but you're like, but you don't like, you kind of, you can't blame them because like it's for them. It's their best like chance at survival. Right. So they're like, like, even though they're doing all these, like, nefarious, like, you know, unethical things to, like, sneak into the house.
0: I don't know. Once, as soon as the mom kicked that old housekeeper down them <laughs> stairs, I was like, nah, I can't side with you on this <laughs> one, bro.
3: <laughs> I feel like the way they got, so I feel like it was okay until they got the driver and then the, the way they got the old housekeeper kicked out. Like, that was so right. dirty, the way they did both of those.
1: it's. it's but that's like, the funny thing about capitalism is you don't right. really make money without stepping on someone else's toes. And that's kind of how you have to make wealth mm. in, in this model. And that's the unfortunate mm-hmm. thing. No one has clean hands to get to the top. It's just not a possible thing. Right. You don't make it to the top because yeah. you did well and you, you're, you know, you're doing nice things for good people. It's because you're stepping on toes. And that's mm-hmm. one of the big things talking about this aspect of them. Um, so we're kind of getting to that point where we're talking about, well, they were making other people lose jobs so that they could get jobs. And that's mm-hmm. where it stopped being like it's one thing to be a tutor and becoming a tutor. It's another thing when someone else gets screwed because you right. are doing this. And it's funny because mm-hmm. they keep trying to justify it in the movie. And that's a big thing that they find is really yeah. funny. It's like, oh well, the driver he could probably find another job. I bet he has another job. By now. Yes. Like, don't think about that. We're thinking about us. We need to yeah. eat. Yeah. We don't care about him. Yeah. And then yep. Moon Guang, uh, the, the housekeeper, when she also loses her job, we're just kind of like, mm, sucks. And then that's when you find out a big secret about her and about <laughs> how she's just trying to live off of scraps. And it's like. We're mm-hmm. stepping on people's toes and we're screwing people, but we're always trying to justify yep. it because we're like, well, they're not us. And that kind of goes into the class right. system of even the lower classes fighting each other because we always think we're better than someone else. When it's mm-hmm. like, we're all fighting for scraps while the rich people survive and love and do great things. And we're over here like, no, this person doesn't deserve $15 an hour because I make $15 an hour. And it's like,
0: <laughs> right,
1: you're fighting the wrong fight there.
0: I literally, right. I literally, my notes as a, like a subtopic, I, uh, I wrote, a la batman v superman Mm. i wrote poor v poor (laughs) and that was the
1: thing why are we fighting each other but you saw that like one thing that i noticed that was really interesting uh in this movie was the moon guang and uh Se. uh his their their dynamic and them being like super poor uh so to talk about that a little bit uh Se was a moon guang's uh husband was a husband or boyfriend
3: loved each other, whatever. I believe, yeah. Yeah. He was Mm -hmm.
1: living in the basement of the park's house. (laughs) For like four
2: four years or something crazy?
1: Yeah, something wild. Like years and years and years. And she was like, well, he's got tax loan sharks coming after him. Like he can't live outside or they'll either kill him or put him in prison. Like we we have to make sure he can survive. So I've just been feeding him scraps that I can bring to him forever. And the big thing that she kept talking about um, to the mother um, was that it was like… Come on, sis. We're sisters in this. Like, oh,
0: that's my favorite. And like, it seems
1: when you're on the side of the Kims, it seems like nah, like fuck these people. Like, we just trying to win. Oh. But when you look at it, it's like, yeah, yeah y'all yeah. are all in the same struggle. We all have to
0: eat. My favorite moment in that is when uh, she's calling her sis, and the mother's like, "Don't call me sis." And then when that whole ha- the phone thing happens, yeah. and they all get busted. And then the mom calls her sis. And she says, don't call me sis, you <laughs> filthy bitch. I was like, Jesus. That was like a minute ago. The turn happened yeah. so fucking fast. It's, it's like, oh, no, oh, I'm in trouble here. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's just so sad. And it's true. Like, everything you said, Brian, it's like, man, it really sucks to see it. But like the, the, the really yeah.
1: interesting thing about that was it started happening as soon as they got a little bit of traction and started making a little bit of money. Because it really shows that mm-hmm. once you start getting a little bit of wealth, you really forget where you came from so easily. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one big thing that they said about it was like, it's, it's you thinking someone's lower than you. Because, you know, this guy was living in the basement, in a bomb shelter. And the Kims came up in a semi-basement. But the semi-basement isn't quite a basement. It's not completely underground. So he thought they were right. better than these people because, ugh, we might be from the semi-basement, but we're not from the basement. You know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> yeah. those kind of things. God. I'm just looking down on people and it's like, from the top, we're all in the fucking right. basement. No, no, right, nobody's. right.
0: Although I will say the shittiest thing is that the rich people's basement still had Wi Fi. I was like, "Are you fucking <laughs> oh, kidding wow. me? Even the rich people's basement still have Wi Fi." What the, the walls hell? walls were great. That was That's funny good. when they're like, "Wait, <laughs> yeah.
1: can you send the video? Do they have Wi
0: Fi?" Shit,
1: they got four bars. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then it like, goes back to the beginning of the movie where they're sitting like on a literal toilet trying yeah. to jack some other Wi-Fi. I was like, wow. Wow. Oh, man. It's crazy. Why
1: Verizon was working hard when they put that Wi-Fi in. That's crazy. <laughs> I know that never happened.
2: To me, I found so many moments like that, uh, oh no, they have four bars of Wi-Fi moment. Really funny <laughs> in the middle of such like, a crazy dramatic tragedy or a like, oh, terrifying right. moment.
3: Yeah. I oh. felt like
2: they like effortlessly switched tones and made you laugh, but it made you scared. Like within mm-hmm. moments at a time, the yeah, is just so bouncing bouncing back and forth. But um I kind of uh, the first time I saw it, I wondered for a while like how uh how intentional that was and like what the process was like. But I actually recently found a um like behind the scenes interview, uh shout out to another podcast. It's called um The Director's Cut. I watched it on uh,
0: we'll cut that. We don't support <laughs> en- no, <I'm>
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it's cool. They just get different um, filmmakers and directors to interview other 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 directors about um, recent works and stuff like that. So they had um, Rain Johnson, uh, Devin's favorite director,
3: Ern uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Turning laughs> Hell Ryan.
0: <laughs> I love that we haven't done Star Wars yet. Yet all of that is still canon. That <laughs> Devin's hate.
3: Off. I'll, I'll see you guys later.
2: <laughs> anyway, they they had a, They had him. Um, Asking this guy all the all the questions on um, his uh his style with directing and how he did with Parasite and he was saying that um, they don't really um that he doesn't feel like he really like plans for things to be like funny or to switch tones like that or anything like like I was expecting I guess but he said in in, in South Korea everyone's like already kind of living on edge so to speak so they're like compensating and. And uh, switching tones and making jokes out of things just to like, kind of get by. So it just, everything was just completely natural to them and might not even be funny. But in America, it just felt really like comical. It's that Mm -hmm. big millennial Gen
1: Z kind of humor. Where it's like, why are we making memes about World War Three and shit when that can actually happen? <laughs> oh, God. And that's kind of like, wait. Right. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what this movie kind of feels like, though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, making light well, of really yeah. dark situations is always kind of interesting, but it's a yeah. way to to cope with
3: real life issues,
2: right? I guess it's like yeah, just a great percent. example of a black, like a dark comedy, like just super, yeah. like, oh, should I be laughing at this? I don't
3: know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean the whole the the build up of the movie. So you know they they infiltrate the house and you're like, okay, like you know where is this movie going? And then you know. And they're having that party, like while the parks are all gone, and then that that whole thing just blows up, and like Ugh. it's like a good thirty or forty minutes of just like the, my heart was pounding the whole time. I was like trying to like, like tell myself like it's just a movie, just a movie, but like you're like oh they're gonna get caught, they're gonna get caught, <laughs> and it was like every like they're hiding under that table, and like
0: I, it just escalates mm-hmm. everything. Escalates oh my god, yeah, that. it yeah. just
3: kept going and going and going, and then like the kid, like the the sun goes out, and he's like in the tent, and so he could always go off at any moment, and like. The light could go off and then you're going to be... And then it did, right? Like he was was about to sneak away and then like the kid turns on the flashlight and the parents wake up and oh, geez. That was crazy. That was so well done, that whole part.
0: Yeah, that
1: was super stressful and it was super cool. I I really the 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 direction of that scene specifically. I think that was super good. Mm -hmm. There's a
0: really great shot of the couple on the couch and it literally just pans down. Literally, they're both sleeping beneath them under a table as the camera pans down. It's just like... Man, that's really on the nose, but that is a beautiful <laughs> shot. <laughs> I will say
3: <laughs> that is a beautiful shot. Well, that symbolism was everywhere. Like that, even that, even down to like the oh, yeah. ramen treat that she made, because like the, she had like a name for it, the ramen. And then she's like, "Well, I couldn't just eat ramen because that's like a peasant thing to do. So like, I'm gonna oh, have wow. some filet filet There's mignon, flank steak on top of yeah. it. Like the steak is on top of yeah. the peasant food." Like, it's just that right. symbolism everywhere. Dang. I didn't even everywhere. think about that. That's, Whoa. Whoa. That, that's, that. that's crazy. That hit yeah. me different. Right you just thing. ruined
0: ramen for me, Kevin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great. Listen, man, I always cook some chicken and put it in my ramen now, man. I try to pretend that
3: I got money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but yeah, like, no, nothing escaped the director. That's why I like that. Is, I don't know. You, you know, every time you watch it, you go back and you'll find another, you'll find another, just thing. another
0: detail.
1: Yeah. Dang, I want some ramen
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hungry. We hit
1: a lot of the stuff about the the lower class, upper class, and the same thing. Yeah. One thing we didn't hit about was, Devin talked a little bit about how the parks just really didn't understand what was going into, like, they were just kind of oblivious to what was happening beneath mm-hmm. them. And I think that talks a lot about uh the higher class and being oblivious of the, the work that the lower class does to keep them up, to keep them, you know, wealthy is a big thing. And that really shows with, like, having the driver, the whole time he has this man driving him around and the whole time he's critiquing mm-hmm. the way that he drives and the way that he smells and all these things. doesn't actually care about what he, the service that he's actually giving him because he's so used to not driving. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing he says at the, the end when all the bad things happen, I don't want to get too far into it yet, but all the bad things that happen, he's just, hey man, either give me the keys or drive me. And it's like all the stuff that just happened, right. the last thing I would be caring about is a man driving me in my own Mercedes right now, or whatever the fuck <laughs> you drove. Right,
0: <laughs> I had not pick up on that. Yeah, yeah like
1: things right. like that happening. Uh, also, when um, the the little thing, like the, the jeon Sun with the with the lights um, that he lived under under in the basement, and they always thought the lights were uh, just auto on. They just thought that when like you a motion by sensor him, that was yeah, just motion sensor. But it turned out this man at the very bottom in underground was literally using his hands to turn the light on when he came by, and he would give Morse code trying to tell this man, hey, excuse me, sir. I love you. <laughs> You're my friend. You're the best. Right. That's the thing, because it's so funny because it's such an on-the-nose kind of look at, like, the, the way that poor people love rich people so much when rich people couldn't give Ooh. a fuck less about them. True. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's that bootlicking is really strong in this movie, that symbolism of it. Because it's like, you, it, it, they're doing all these things for these rich people, and the most thing they care about is, why does Mr. Kim stink so bad? <laughs> like, right oh man yeah or the, when his son was sleeping at the party and uh, she was putting up the tables and she was putting them up too loud and it's like you oh. can put up these tables <laughs> you're making me do it and the only thing you can comment on is you're doing it too loud like what yeah <laughs> Oh
0: god. I do like there's a there's a nice couple quotes in there uh, when when they're having the, the they've taken over the house and they're having all that the dinner and they're all trashed and drunk and eating mm-hmm. and shit Um, where uh, I think it's I think it's the mom I think yeah Uh, She's talking about the dumb, simple, simple rich wife uh, saying how uh, she says she's rich, um, but still nice. And then the daughter corrects her. Jessica corrects her. She says, no, it's not she's rich, but still nice. It's she's nice because she's rich. (laughs) (laughs) That That was good. And I was like, damn, that's, that's really good. And then and the mom comes right back at her. She's like, I'd be nicer than her if I was rich as she actively pushes the shit <laughs> out of the yeah. dog out of her way. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. so good. Oh, it's so good.
3: One funny thing about that part is like, you know, when they, when they do the whole smell thing, like, oh, it smells like, you know, it smells like my driver. Like, they just like pushed all that liquor off the side of the of the couch. Like you're telling me, you wouldn't just be smelling all that spilled liquor. Just straight right. <laughs> Korean like, whiskey. But <laughs> like, yeah, but I, right. I kind of smell some whiskey and vodka too. Like <laughs> where's that coming from? Yeah, that's a good point.
0: That's what, well, another moment is uh I wasn't sure how I'd read this, but I kind of thought about it. it. Was Jessica's eating dog food? And mm-hmm. to me, I was like, this could go two ways. But the one I thought of the most was she like it's either. Even the rich people's dog mm-hmm. food is so good mm-hmm. that it's better than our normal <laughs> yeah, food. Yeah, what you eat on the
1: And day-to-day. then
0: she doesn't realize it until she actually looks at it. It's like, holy fuck, I've been eating fucking, <laughs> fucking kibble bits but this whole fucking Listen, time. I don't know what y'all, if you yeah. wrote a
1: can of Alpo, when they look like got that gravy on it, that should be looking kind of good. I ain't gonna
3: lie. <laughs> oh. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, hmm. Like, oh. barbecue sauce. I think that's exactly what they're going for, Oscar. It's like, you know, even, your, even right. your dogs eat better than you. But like with food, though, they do, so they start off with like, really cheap beer and like they can barely like they're barely in mm-hmm. the beginning and then as they start infiltrating the house like every meal that they eat at it's like be, it's better and better and better as they and then eventually they they eat at the pizza place where they couldn't even they were trying to get jobs right. sold in the box right. in the boxes earlier in the movie so you know i think food like wealth of food was definitely a big sim- like food itself was just a big symbol uh throughout the movie the one i already touched on earlier with the ramen and the steak too but like yeah. You know, for the for the family, like moving up and like eating better and better was was definitely a thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's one thing this kind of segues into this was for me the thing that I saw, because uh watching it with a more critical eye this time was the whole the having a plan. Mm-hmm. There's this whole mo- theme going on of having a plan versus not having a plan. The son has this plan, this whole scheme going on, and the dad, uh, after their home is fucking destroyed, like the whole time they're screaming, we have a plan, I have a plan, and then the housekeeper comes back and the mom looks at at, at Ki-woo and and he says this isn't part of the plan and that's when it starts to unravel and then when they get back down to their home he go, he says uh what would min do and jessica goes min would it be in this fucking situation <laughs> and it's like holding these people of status above them and 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 then the dad says i have a, mr kim i have a plan and then he asks him what's the plan he's like the best plan is to never have a plan cuz then life basically can't fuck up
3: <laughs> that plan. yeah, yeah.
0: And it's so interesting this whole dynamic of those two different ideals, right? Because right. at the by the end of it, all this shit goes down, and Mister Kim's in the basement, and he's like, "I'm I'm making a plan. I'm gonna do this and this and this and mm-hmm. this, and I'm gonna get you out of there." And for for at least from what we've seen in the past in this movie, he's had other plans that didn't go well. He had a cake shop in business, and right? Right? All right? Like, he's, he's he has all these failed businesses, and then so it's like. And the director has even come out and said this, that the son's plan's gonna work. Yeah, his yeah, plan is not yeah. going to work. His plan is not going to work. He's not going to get his dad it's out. It's that kill shot, and it's, it's, That's it. And it's like, oh man, I didn't need to hear that. I could have lived <laughs> well, in a fantasy, you know, but like, yeah. That's
3: why he did that last shot of the movie where like it pans down. Like he he has the vision yeah. and then it pans down to him in that like, shitty apartment. It's like, this is where you live, boy. Like, you're never getting out. Yeah,
2: that's such a, such a stark and
1: sad and truthful said, ending. Yeah. So are we talking about that point yeah. right now? Because I do want to, I have more
3: feelings about yeah, that. go for it. Can I just interject real quick though? Absolutely. Oscar, You t- you said that the cake shop, right? And then they also tried like a fried chicken joint? So both of those, yeah,
0: they had a bunch of different. Oh, they had a fried chicken joint that was
1: probably
2: good as shit. Like both of
3: those were like waves that, like trends that happened in South Korea, and like people that people that opened both of those lost everything. Like
2: oh wow, like there was a cake
3: shop trend and there was a fried chicken joint trend because like I can't remember exactly why, but like rates were low at some point, and then everybody was trying to open up like a mom and pop like fried chicken shop, and then the Mm. the market got oversaturated. They all failed, right? Wow. So like those those are based on real things that happened in South Mm. Korea again. So I just wanted to throw that in there. That's, super that's so cool. interesting. I didn't know that at all. Yeah.
0: I will point out that the actor that played uh, Kevin said he's optimistic and says I think he'll I think he'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> of course you think that Kevin fuck you. <laughs>
1: As an actor that's making good money, fuck off. <laughs> no, but that's kind of the thing that it talks about because I think that's once again just a really big thing that it's big in American culture, and I think we're seeing that it's also big in South Korean culture. That we have this dream of the, Ameri- the American dream is you know getting wealth and living a good life right. and doing the best and you know all those things. Being like, I, one day I'm gonna be Elon Musk, and that's kind of what Kevin was thinking. about. Why but-
0: the fuck would you? Want well, I don't that? know why you want to be Internet's weird ass <laughs> uncle,
1: but a lot of people like that man. It's whatever. Go go off, bro. Um, but it's that dream of being like, yeah, I can. You know, if you just pull yourself by your bootstraps and work really hard, you too mm-hmm. will be able to be rich like these people and then when you see him and you watch him buy work hard and buy the house and then it's the dad finally gets to walk up those stairs once again that verticality of just all you have to do is just yeah. walk up the stairs and now you're free it, now it you're at fine. that top it's echelon
0: good. but then it pans back even though he wouldn't be free he'd be trapped in that house for the right, rest of cuz he is days, a, a, a felon
3: looking for him murder for murder
1: but then yeah. it pans
0: back down and then shows
1: him again still writing and it's like that's that fucking dream once again that dreams don't mm-hmm. in capitalism those dreams don't happen Unfortunately, right. no matter how hard you dream, no matter how hard you work, it's luck, if anything, generational wealth, often, like all these things that kind mm-hmm. of go into it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because you work harder than everyone else. And it's unfortunate and it sucks,
3: but it's also real life. And like, I don't like, th- there's a lot of movies that make this kind of, you know, that like explore this theme, but that at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, well, you know, you were just, you, you were happy where you started, right? Like that's where true happiness is just like with your family, Right. I don't get that from this movie. Well, half
0: of this family is gone at the end. They were not in a good
3: spot. Like you're, you're not getting the vibe that like them being poor, you know, at the in that small apartment is like that they should be happy with that, right? Like that's not the message that you get from this at the end of this movie. Like I don't know, it's it's not obviously it's not a happy ending, but like it's just you know some other things that do that thing. It's theme. more
0: like a weird like ambivalence at the end. Like it's just mm-hmm. like they're back to neutral. capitalism. For, yeah. It's
3: worse than right, neutral. Capitalism
0: right. fucks you all. Yeah.
3: They
1: went right, from being yeah. shitty, poor, got rich, fell back down, one died, one got brain injuries, <laughs> one has to sit in a fucking basement and the mom just exists.
0: Right. <laughs> she's just back to cleaning that yeah, yeah. It's fucking So Ill. it fucking
1: sucks and that's the thing is that it's the violence of this dream of wanting to be more. Of wanting to have more. wanting to have right, more. And that's right. kind of what's funny. Yeah. Um, that prosperity rock that they got from men was like a really big kind of oh, piece yeah. of the symbolism. That I was like, this is supposed to bring us mm-hmm. wealth and do great and everything. And then at the end of it, it's just used for violence.
0: Uh, yeah, I will say he said it's to bring them material right. wealth. Very specific
3: yeah. material <laughs> very wealth.
1: specific.
0: So I was like, oh. And that's, that's the thing. Because money <laughs>
1: is often used as a weapon. And that's it. Doesn't right. it? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to make our lives better, but it often only makes things worse because it's such a greed and want thing. Everyone, no one's ever happy with what they have. They always want more, and that's kind of the mm-hmm. issue with this model that we kind of live in. Is you always want more? They would have been fine if Kevin was just chilling and being that tutor. They were getting yeah. enough to get some pizza. Let's fucking go where mm-hmm. we can eat pizza now. You don't have to fold these stupid boxes anymore. And they're like, let's get more. Jessica, come on in here. Let's get more, Mr. Kim. They should have there. Yeah, Let's get more, Jessica. and then once they sure. to get that fucking housekeeper, and they kept fucking over oh, people. Man.
0: As soon as they started taking, uh, like yeah, costing other people jobs, that's when shit started to go down for
3: them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that exploitation, I mean, man. Oh, well done. That's that's another theme is like, do you think that like the spacing? So I think I feel like there's that that's one theme that they were going for too is like like the so the parks have this huge house right, but they're very disconnected. Like the mom can barely speak to the son. The daughter kind of like she does her own thing, right? The dad barely like knows her, and the, and the, he makes a comment in the car at one point. And he's like, you know, oh, yeah, that's what my wife's good at. Like, you basically like considering that he he's not dating her for, for her personality, or he's not married to her for he that. He doesn't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, right. sad. But then in contrast, right, the the key family is very like very tight knit. Like they pull off this huge heist level coup. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they pull yeah. off this this incredible coo, thing, right? <laughs> but they're so tight knit. Like they're they're so connected, right? So like maybe. Right, you know that maybe there's a theme there of like you know being with when you have less, you're you are closer together.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cool. That's a really good. Point. And
3: like the more space you have in your house and everything else, the more it actually drives the you more apart. More literal
0: like, space. Yeah. The more.
3: Yeah. yeah. That is interesting because they were focused going.
0: Well, Da Song, I just think he has some issues. We don't
1: know how to fix. We don't how to reach out to him. It's like just talk to your this fucking just kid. talk to your child <laughs> <laughs> would probably be a good start. When it's, it's because end.
0: you had a man terrifying yeah, when he was five. So scary! Oh
1: man, that's that oh, yeah, is that the scary. Scariest to scariest be shot fair, Jinsa is a pretty movie. pretty funny looking man. No no offense to that. Oh man. my god,
0: his eyes. Speaking of which, oh, that was step. scary.
1: I yeah. do have to say a thing that Jinsa is a bootlicker. And this man literally died being a fucking simp for the rich millionaire man. <laughs> and all he did at the very end was saying, Hey man, I respect you. In his last dying breath talking about how much he respects this man. And Mr. Park just right. plugs his nose and steps over oh, him. That was after this sad. man yeah. spent Savage. four years of every single time he walked up them stairs, sent that man Morse code talking about how much he loves his ass. And like how like, yeah. how much is that exactly like America right now? And how we right. sit there. We got, not to get too much conservative, uh, democratic stuff like that, but to see these conservative people sit here and fight for these rich people that don't give a fuck about them, don't, get, mm-hmm. don't care about them at all, but they're willing to take a bullet for Elon Musk. And Elon <laughs> Musk can give a fuck <laughs> less I hate him. on
0: Elon Musk. <laughs> I mean, because he's just one of
1: those people. And he's done a really good job of making himself right. seem like he's a good, he's, down-to-earth he's a person when it's whatever. obviously he's not. We know his dad owned a diamond mine. Like We know he comes for generational wealth. But he's really good at saying, I'm just one of the boys because I tweet a lot. And it's (sighs) like…
3: Yeah, we sold flamethrowers.
1: Come on. (laughs) We're so cool. And it's just that that kind of thing that it's so funny because people are so willing to put themselves in the line of fire of these people when these people don't care about them. And it's like, it's this weird thing of this lie that's been told to us for so long that if you fight for these people, one day maybe they'll fight for you. And Mm -hmm. it's like, that's not Ah, real. Like… Right. One day you won't suddenly become a billionaire just because you, you know, stopped them from being slandered on the internet. One day, mm-hmm. and Jinsu right. really kind of pushed that that feeling of it. It was like you, all you have thought about was this man, and this man didn't think about you for a single second.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about that end part, like the, just the craziness of all of it, like. It bothered me a lot. Ki Jung dying bothered me quite a bit because I was like, she was definitely the brightest. Yeah, it sucks. Like she, she was, was definitely the, the most talented, man. the brightest of the family. She was
0: cold as ice. I dude. love her. She's Holy my favorite shit. character in the entire. She movie. Great. yeah.
3: And like, and then Ki Woo obviously gets his head injured, and then um, the dad he kills Park.
0: How? How did he survive? Sorry, how he's she alive by her. the end of this movie is? Exceeding. I thought he was a
1: hundred percent dead. I thought no matter what, that man died because he hit Holy him twice piss. with it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and that was, it was so, like, it's funny, you know, like, at the beginning when he's, like, when his friend gives him the stone, like, oh, it brings you wealth. He's like, oh, so metaphorical. And then when that guy br- bashes it in his head, I'm like, so metaphorical, bitch. Like, <laughs> right, right, You're chasing that wealth oh, the whole God, time. Oh, it's
2: like,
0: so visceral. There's, oh. there's
2: actually a, a little tiny, like, foreshadow, I thought, in the beginning when they first get the rock. And then, like, there's some guy peeing um, near their house, and he almost takes the rock up there to, like, scare him off with it, and, like, Use it as a weapon. You you think, and then they're like, no, 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 don't don't take that. And they give him something else to to like a bottle wave, wave around. Yeah. yeah, I forget yeah. what it was, but right. it was really funny that um, well, not funny, but kind of sad, but also funny, ironic that uh, it's used <laughs> as a weapon against him in the end. Yeah, L- right. luckily but he survives. Luck- but- that
3: rock was definitely like the symbol that you know Brian's been talking about, like this whole right. like you know dream of like because he he got the rock from his friend who was affluent, and like that's their whole in right because he's obviously from a different class than that guy. So it's like. Yeah, he wanted to be like him, so he's trying to chase that dream. And that rock was just like the vision like the a concrete, like, you know, symbol of, of that chase. And he, you know, he grabbed it from the house when it flooded and all this kind of he's hugging it at night. Like, you know, that's that was like his dream yeah. was to to chase wealth. And
2: in the end, the wealth bites him back in the
3: ass. And, yeah. And then it bashes him in the head. Right.
2: <laughs> I do like
0: how uh he has the line when he wakes up, how he uh he says, uh, I saw a doctor that didn't look anything like a doctor. There was a detective in front of me that didn't look like anything like a detective. Like basically like he had this, I guess, this ideal of what these high quote unquote power positions of a doctor right, and a detective right. would be. And they're like, they look like average people like me. Why can't I do, like, why am I stuck here? That goes back to like the whole capitalism class system. thing. I just That's thought really it was a really good line mm-hmm. in there. I don't know what his laughing is, if he's turned into the Joker at the end or what, <laughs> but
3: yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, that whole thing. So I guess they, you know, and then the whole, the whole time, Like watching it again, I was able to see it coming more when that, when, um, Kim Kai take like stabs park because it's like the whole smell thing. Mm -hmm. Like, so first of all, he's demoralized because like he, this is his last, like he's been trying to support his family for so long. They tried the chicken place, they tried the cake place. They've been trying all kinds of things. This was going good. He's, you know, the flood happens. They barely get out. He's just like demoralized. He's tired. He's like out of it and then the smell thing hits him like three or four times it's just like oh the smell oh you smell bad oh you smell bad because at first the first time i saw it, i was like why did he stab him out of nowhere that was crazy but then you know oh. the second time he's just like he he just he he's realizes- literally
0: holding his yeah. dying daughter right, in his arms right. <laughs> and he like he
3: just realizes that he will they will never matter to these people and like you're never gonna be them so he's like it, it was just like a moment of um
0: he he saw red he just saw red and then that was it it was over mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's the, that's the thing. This guy he he crossed the line, and that's when he was like, "I can't yep. take this anymore. Like, I, I, yep, right. I'm gonna kill you."
3: And the whole time, this <laughs> uh, the
2: whole time, this other father character, he's uh his his whole thing is like, "Oh, I don't like when people cross the line." Or this guy gets close to cro- crossing the line, but he never does. Right, I'm always yeah. wondering, like, what? Well, what does that mean for him? What is crossing yeah. the line? I, I thought Maybe that getting was stabbed. What I saying, that
3: might be somewhere <laughs> in front of that <laughs> <was> line. Like, <laughs>
2: But it's just—it's just like uh, this. This person who's in a, a, a more opportune situation doesn't have to think about himself crossing the line. He's always wondering, like, "Oh, don't let anybody else get into my personal space." Yeah. But all the right. at, in the end, he gets an, he crosses the line himself because he's not caring about other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and he disrespects someone like without end, and and he had to go. So <laughs> I, to go. I, I, I don't miss him. Yeah, I that's don't like very
0: him. much the whole like stay in your lane. When it Mm -hmm. comes to your class with the whole crossing the line thing. But Mm -hmm. he's a hypocrite in the fact, the whole weird sex thing that happens in the middle of this
3: movie. they want to be dirty (laughs) people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, it's like, it's like almost like they're fetishizing the lower class. He's like, you still got them cheap panties. And it's like, oh, what is, what, what is this? They've
1: touched that in a TV (laughs) show. And I'm trying to remember what TV show it was where that
0: happens. It sounds familiar. It's like a
1: Parks and Rec or something like that where it's like, a woman likes this really dirty, awful man because he's dirty and awful. And she's like kind of rich and like has a very nice job and doing very well in life and right. stuff. And she's like, oh, interesting." Yeah. don't wash your hands. And it's like, oh. what the fuck? It's
0: like the bad boy effect. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind <laughs> of thing.
1: But it was kind of like that. Yeah. Do you still have those dirty cotton panties? And it's like, damn, bro, like,
0: cotton panties are fine. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's even the line where he says "Where they're on the couch, she's like, and then he starts to make moves on her. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, "Uh, it's like the backseat of the car. Mm. Where like, Two, like an hour ago, he was getting, he's like, why would he go in the backseat of my car? Cause he crossed his line with the driver yeah. crossing the line when he thought the driver had sex in the backseat, his seat in the car. I'm mm. like, man, you're a fuck. <laughs> you're a fuck.
3: Yeah. So he's like, hey, if the driver can do it, maybe let's give it a try. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that was just another way that they were like, they're just like detached from the reality that, like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of things in our culture that do that too. Like, you know, when it comes to like music and I don't know, a lot of TV and stuff, you t- we, we like make, entertainment out of, like, the suffering of, you know, of real uh, problems, like, in our country and the world. Music is huge. Too, like, <laughs> yeah. We can yeah. talk all
1: about black music and how affluent people love some black music, but they hate being black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. They mm-hmm. love hearing about drugs and crime and doing things like that, but they don't actually want to hear about that's what people have to do to actually survive to, right. you know, live right. their exactly. life. So it does definitely go pretty well into those kind of things. Affluent people like to play. And, and that kind of—actually, that's a good— uh, Point into the colonialism aspect of it that we we're talking about the Native American stuff mm-hmm. is taking a yes. really big group of people uh, and a you know a culture of human beings and then turning it to something so small and so compacted, like
3: compartmentalized, right. so simple. Yeah. like using it for like yeah. entertainment when it was like she clearly doesn't know the troubled history of you know Native exactly. Americans in, exactly in the, in the United States.
1: Yeah, we put on the headdresses and we have fun. Where it's like you are missing so much of the point of this mm. and the richness right. of this culture by doing this because you don't have to care because that it doesn't affect you is the right. big thing about right.
0: it. Right. I'm glad you went back to that because there was a I wanted to get back to that note about whole how everything's from the U.S. and the yeah how the Native American culture has been just torn to nothing. It's torn to to, to stereotypes at this mm-hmm. point in the movie, and that's an interesting point to me.
3: Right. That's why it's you know it's so like the shot of him, like, holding his nose with the headdress on, like, you know, at the end, like, there's a lot going in there. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he loves Indians, and it's like, you know they're not Indians. <laughs> right. You live in Asia. <laughs> you know
0: Indians. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to really quick, I put this under my, my fun little details. Min's character. Uh, I, there's a funny moment, because when, when Min's first introduced, he tells the dude who's about to piss on their house to get a grip. And the dude stops, and they're like, so impressed by Min, this this college boy. And then later, when the drunk comes back, Kevin goes out there, and he says, get a grip. He's trying to just be like the whole movie He's trying to be like men in that moment. And, and it's the not working
2: whatsoever.
0: <laughs> it's not working whatsoever.
2: Yeah, it's kind of alluding to the what's going to happen. He can't just pretend to be all these people. He can't pretend to be. Right. That it's was like, a big yeah, thing
1: for Kevin, especially
3: that he was talking. He kept asking about whether or not he belongs in this kind of situation. I'm like, what was his plan? Because he was going to try to date that girl. It's like, uh, are you going to tell her that you?
0: Well, I think his plan originally was he's about to go murder the two of them in the in the sub basement when he first got to the party. Oh, when he's like, yeah. I have to go downstairs. She's like, No, you don't. He's like, Nope, I gotta go downstairs. <laughs> yeah, <they're ready. laughs>
2: so damn
3: close. He was about to murder. Yeah, because he, he was gonna go down and bash him with the rocks. Like, because they were gonna get in his way. But no, I was saying, um, like, because he was he was gonna try to date the daughter. And it's yeah. like, eventually, the daughter's gonna find out this is all your family, bro. Like, what's your plan there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the
1: thing. He he thought about that. He talked about getting married and stuff. And he's like, we're gonna have to hire a different family that you guys can't come. Yeah, to the I don't know, that's like that. insane.
3: Like that was just insane. That's insanity. That was too much.
0: It would never. It's like. At that point, you gotta be like, "Nah, man, it's not gonna work. This hey, is man. this plan's not gonna work." The things work, people man. do for
3: wealth, man. I don't think this is off base. That's, by
0: that's any true. That's and there's there was another quick theme that the movie was talking about, and it's about like how like to get up in life, it's more about like qualification, or not so much about qualifications, about recommendations, sort of a thing there. Um, like how Jessica mm-hmm. is is all of these people are just recommended, and the mother, the simple mom, has the line where she goes, "I only trust someone I know well." She says that to, I think, Jessica or Kevin. I can't remember who. And it's like, you fucking idiot. Because <laughs> Jessica's technically not qualified, mm-hmm. but she's damn good at what she but, does. But think about how,
1: how much of that goes into like, our culture, even in America, where we, we, think, we, yeah. think we, we make fun of how you need uh, a master's and a bachelor's and eight years of experience right. for an entry-level job. And it's like, yeah, you do. But once you're in that like, higher echelon of wealth, it's mostly just rich people giving money to rich people. Like, it's just you giving money to your friends. Right. Uh, Is what it kind of comes down to. And that's it's for that exact reason. It's just knowing people that networking aspect of it becomes really big. And if you can finesse that system. You can end up like that. End up making a lot of money being an art yeah. therapist.
0: <laughs> man, that was all she funny
1: did was shit. sit at TV and let that boy draw with some crayons. And
0: she said, "Yes, you see this in the corner. It means he's he's traumatized." Yeah. <laughs> I love. She
2: said. It. She said, "I googled art th- art therapy and improvised the rest." So I was like, "Man, that she, is, she should <laughs> yeah. be actors. Like that was incredible. if you're confident
1: enough about anything,
0: man, you'd be surprised."
2: People you can believe get it. To yeah. That. yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, oh,
3: absolutely.
2: Last. Like, my my
0: last like note concerning this movie before I have a, a piece of trivia for oh. you. Guys. Uh, is it weird that a white German family moves into the house at the end? Like, what does that mean?
1: A a white German family? Does that go back to the colonial? I I don't know enough about South Korean history and and
0: their history of German people. Uh, I just found that very interesting that that, cause like, I, I feel like that's a very specific move. Right. Maybe. I agree that like because yeah. they were like no one no one here would move until some dumb family from some other country came in right and or, like lived here because it was they I guess they didn't know about the news of what had gone down there. Yeah, but I just found that very interesting yeah. that that's the end note maybe it's there. like a
3: you know maybe it's like a thing for Kiwu. like this house is even less like, for you than it was before. Like, you're you, it's this, right. you're never going to get this house, and, like, this is who it's for, right? You know, something like For that. German people. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I was very, because they spe- specifically said that in the movie. I was like, oh, that's They even
1: make fun of him. Uh Mr. Kim is like, oh, well, it's a good thing they don't just eat fucking sausage and, yeah. and beer. <laughs> and German beer, drink German <laughs> beer. Always,
2: always talking about the food and how that relates to people's uh,
3: class and uh-huh. infrastructure. Yeah.
0: Oh, this just popped into my head. I, I looked back. Uh the old housekeeper a hundred percent was fucking getting her ass beat by loan sharks. I listeners Uh-oh. write in. I cause I did that. Did not look like an allergic reaction oh, so when I watched she got it Because oh. you said
1: that, and I, I wasn't convinced.
0: She went. She had nowhere to go. Went back home, and the loan sharks found her and beat the shit out of her to find info on where her. So what was.
1: makes you? What makes you feel that? Because just
0: looking at her face, I mean, I was like, that does not look like an allergic reaction. Because it, it's not. It, just it happened it days later. A lot of
1: peaches on her face,
0: but it happened so much and time later. Du- it's not the but same just that day. Peach
1: dust made it look like she had tuberculosis. So if you rub three whole peaches on her face that woman's going to die. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: It looks like she has like a busted lip and like a bloody lip. I don't know. I'm telling you you guys should go back watch. That's what I think. Interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I feel I feel like it's lone sharks, but I do think that uh the allergic. Well, say, someone is that's allergic is, it's it's to possible, a lot of things. I, I feel know. like
1: that it's definitely possible to get fucking <laughs> super bad hives and then just really have scarring from Maybe. it for a long time. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
3: You know, speak okay, what, real quick though that so there's one thing that I want that, like I thought about that, um, it's, it's about like the whole parasite theme, right. Of like survival, right. Like survival at all costs. And it hit me twice once with the, the husband who's hiding in the basement. It's like, what is your life? If you're, if you're just hitting, hiding this basement indefinitely, like maybe for the rest of your life, like, you know, shouldn't you, tr- survival, wouldn't you want to try definitely. to do something else to get out of that situation? And then the second time is when, like, you know, he stabs Park and his daughter's sitting there dying and he literally just beelines it for the bunker. It's like, there's, aren't there yeah. more important things than your own survival right, in, in right. some moments? So that's like, and you know, like, I, I just thought that was crazy how he just left his daughter dying there. Wow. I didn't think about that. That's actually a I never good thought point. About yeah. either. But like, it's like but it's, it seems like maybe it's a cultural thing, right? Do you of think like, she would have died if he had stayed there?
0: I don't know. I mean, probably. Because <laughs> may- maybe if he stays there, he stays. Keeps, he continues yeah. to put pressure on the room say. like he was before he left. It depends
3: on if he knows anything about triage. If not, then, yeah, she's still going to die. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, if that happened, like, I feel like in American culture, if that if we make this movie, then I feel like the dad just stays there and is like, oh, the plan's done, whatever. I'm going to jail forever. That's fine. But I'm going to stay here with my daughter to see what, how this happens. But he's just like, he stabs a guy and he runs for it. And he just like, you know. Like right. goes off. And like maybe he didn't think the wound was as serious, but it's just it's just this thing of like survival at all costs that is definitely in the movie.
1: But that almost wow. feels mm-hmm. more realistic. Like I think American culture and American movies are more into doing like the the, the quote unquote right thing. It's not the real but thing. But in how many situations right. in real life do you see people necessarily do the right thing or like like Alex said, or do they do the real thing? The real thing is most people right. most often people try to do the thing that protects them. I mean, that's almost like a human instinct. Um, If you go into a place and there's a shooter, active shooter, most people tend to try to just protect themselves as opposed to protecting right. other people. And that's just because it's a human nature thing, too. Your brain's also always going to cut to make sure you survive. The big thing is protecting your brain, True. yourself. True. And right. I think that kind of goes into that. And that's just one of those things of capitalism is it's more about your survival than it is about doing the right thing. Because is doing the right thing make you and put you in a better place? Oftentimes not. So oftentimes he's just trying to survive.
0: It's true. And I would also give it the point that he did just come off from stabbing a yeah, man and, and so he's in like a in a weak state anyways. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: yeah. I don't know what I would do if I just stabbed a man and all this was happening. That's a lot to process in a very short amount of time. Yeah,
0: I feel right. like it's unrealistic to put yourself in that position. I think, it's, a, I think
2: it's flight or fight. Did I say that right? Flight or fight? Flight yeah. or fight? I mean, it's fight, flight, flight, flight. flight yeah. fight. It's run away or don't. I think at the end of the day, <laughs> most of us, myself included, probably is a flight. I would probably run away. And a lot, in a lot of, in a lot of situations. I'm gonna keep fighting. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: just keep stabbing people, as many people as I can. <laughs> stab
2: stabbing, stabbing everybody. I mean, I feel like
1: it, you will them. Like, Fucking get me. Either way, <laughs> I'm going to prison. <laughs> Miley <Myla Garten style>, got <laughs> man <laughs> Yeah. Oh
0: man. I stabbed the <laughs> dog.
1: I stabbed the child.
0: I'm gonna stab them dogs. Every, I don't give a fuck about anything at that point. I stabbed my no. daughter a second time. Oh my god. That's <laughs> too much. Oh no. Oh yeah. uh, man. Does anyone have anything last minute to say? If not, I'm gonna, I got one piece of cool trivia to, to tell you guys before well, we go. I don't go know right. if your
1: part is part of the trivia that I was thinking about, because does it have anything to do with the ending song? No. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the ending song, what the heck is it called? Soju One Glass. So Soju One Glass was... And I wish I could find the, how I found this information out, because I can't remember where I was looking where I found it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm giving kind of like a, I don't know, paraphrasing it a little bit. But it was like a song kind of talking, and it seemed so upbeat and so weird. Um, it's weird for the ending of the movie because the movie, of course, is super sad at the end. And it's like, why are they playing this right. light guitar? I like a guitar and this guy's singing all happy. But it was kind of more talking about like the struggles of life and the pained uh, existence of the air quality of Korea and how awful it is trying to like, work your way up to do better. And originally, that song was supposed to be called something like 587 years. I don't know if that was the exact amount of years. But it started to be called Soju One Glass based on their men and Kevin uh, being together and drinking oh, Soji wow. at the beginning of the movie. Uh, but 587 years or however many years it was supposed to be was the amount of years. 564. Yeah, it was the amount of years yeah. it was going to take for Kevin to actually work up to be able to buy um, that house if <laughs> he like worked every that. day yeah. for the rest of his life. And that really just hits home in that capitalism aspect of it because that's a funny thing that we talk about with these things and it's like, oh, well, we think these people deserve this money because they worked super hard. And it's like, Jeff Bezos does not work 10 billion or what is it? Like 27,000 times harder than his lowest bait like working employee which makes right. 28,000 a year while as Jeff Bezos makes right. like 28,000 a minute and like mm-hmm. just it, and that's the thing when we think about these huge numbers we don't think about what that actually means 1 billion dollars is so much fucking money <laughs> it's so much money compared to what the normal person makes on a daily a daily yearly basis And he's basis. got like
0: what like 63 billion dollars or whatever the fuck So says? Jeff
1: Bezos is worth over 200 billion dollars right now God he made 100 fuck. billion of it during wow. this pandemic so within Whoa. one year, this man has made his Whoa. doubled his wealth by billions, wow, by hundreds of billions. A sense <laughs> of billionaire, a sense of millionaire is super rich. A sense of billionaire is, and that's what's so funny is when you think of someone, you think someone's rich. You think of someone like Drake or something like that. That man makes has like I don't know, he's a net worth of one hundred and fifty million dollars.
0: Right. Yeah, that
1: is nothing. Nothing compared to one billion dollars. That's ten times less than one billion dollars. One billion dollars, and (laughs) hundreds of of times less than (laughs) one hundred billion dollars. So basically, Jeff Bezos is like three hundred and fifty Drakes plus. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. It's like you don't think about it that way because it's such a weird thing to think about. But that's so wild that you think of Drake as a super rich person. Drake is so rich that he bought his neighbor's house because they were making noise complaints about him. That's how rich Drake is, and Jeff Bezos is. Hundreds of times richer than that. (laughs) That's wild. And that was a that was like an (laughs) eight to ten million dollar house. That man bought it only because of (laughs) noise complaints. So when you think about how much money you make. And that's, how little uh, that is in the grand scheme of things, yeah. it hurts. It hurts so. I just,
0: I, I just had an animation like in pop into my head of Jeff he <laughs> just he just opens a suit, turning
1: into, into a, a, 4- 150 <laughs>
3: drinks.
0: He's got like wings. It's like
1: malts, oh, but it's just a bunch of drinks. Oh
3: man,
1: oh, really funny. It's uh, just that's people. You can't you can't wrap your mind around those kind of things until you right. really set it down in like a, a kind of place like that, and that's where
3: we really. Yeah need to think about this class disparity. That's like more
0: than generational money. That's like you could own That's a planet.
3: I mean, money. He, you could have. He, he probably makes more like, he's worth more than like some, like entire countries combined, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I read a, a recent thing like yesterday or something like that, where they said that you can literally take the money from like all the billionaires in our, just our country, just in the US right now. And they can still be billionaires and solve world hunger for 216 years. Yeah. Uh, give everyone homes until like 2035 or something like it's just all these things that they can do with all this money and that wouldn't touch a single person with one just one billion dollars and all mm-hmm. these people will still be billionaires if they touched me that money and did That's anything crazy. good with it but mm. greed is rough yeah <laughs> greed is greed is rough yeah uh,
0: well i don't want to end on that <laughs> bummer
1: ass <laughs> note, <laughs> Brian. i have so, a lot of thoughts about capitalism everybody um <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got one little cool bonus trivia for you guys that will hopefully make you all excited. Uh, I I didn't know about this. Um, apparently HBO is making a six-hour series about this part of this. It's apparently going to take place like in between oh, wow. significant scenes in this movie. Oh, um, hmm. yeah, and Bong Jun Ho is uh, on on board to produce. He's also written, I think, the first two scripts already. Whoa. I haven't. I don't know if there's any any update, but uh, I'm very super excited. Also, uh, Tilda Swinton. The the bad guy and Snowpiercer. Mm. <laughs> so they're back together again. She's uh I think the only one officially signed on to it. So it's it's also like halfway taking part in I think the UK and in Korea. So which I'm I'm very interested. Yeah, I have no idea what's gonna go on, but
1: interesting. I thought that was
0: really cool. So more parasite is sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah.
1: Dang. That's one thing that's kinda um, funny is uh, I was telling my parents to watch this movie and they said, Oh, it's on Netflix, right? There's an anime called Parasite with a Y that is not this.
0: Did you tell them yes? Did you I say, yeah, told them that's it. Watch please that. don't watch
1: that. Because it is a very... That anime is very gory and very gruesome. and oh, is, no. has nothing to do with class at all. Uh, uh, no. So if anyone's looking for this movie uh, no. after uh, hearing this podcast, please do not watch what's on Netflix. That is not the right one. Unless you like anime. then You <laughs> no, might enjoy that's it. Funny. But that's it's really still the funny. wrong
0: one. Um... <laughs> uh, Alright guys, uh, you guys all good? I think we all set to wrap up, that was a awesome. We could talk about that, literally talk such about this movie, movie for so long. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Go see it. It's great. Um, I think we're ready to move on to our, our next segment of the show. Which we like to call Free For All. Free For All. Title. Brum, brum. Oh, uh, all right, so We should probably call it Free 3 all this week. Because Alright, bye Devin. <laughs> Have, I hope, you're, hope you, those Devin. swollen testicles are okay from that cliff fall. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later, man. I
1: was thinking uh, would be pro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a timely reference right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, this is a segment, listeners, where we kind of just kind of just do whatever we want. We can uh, talk about a game we played this past week or a movie or a TV show we've watched or just the fact that we've gone outside and maybe played a sport or went for a walk or Outside like. is good. Outside is great.
2: Get Never some heard sun. Of it. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, I can go first. Uh, my free for all this week was, um, I played the, um, Call of Duty Vanguard public beta this weekend, actually.
1: Mm. Okay. I hear it sucks.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm actually having fun. Mostly probably because I haven't played a Call of Duty in a long time. And you know how sometimes you get that itch where it's like, oh man, I kind of want to play just like a, a old, like a first person shooter or something like that. And that, so it's kind of scratching that itch of. Call of Duty for me because it's gone back it, it, at least like the the weapons and stuff are very much from the the World at War game which I really liked at that point when they first introduced the zombie element mm-hmm. and I thought that one was oh, really yeah, fun yeah. and so it's very similar to that so I'm having a lot of fun with it yeah just it's scratching that itch for me that I will be over with in, in like a week so like, <laughs> <I don't laughs> just enough time it's kind of yeah. like the same thing um, <laughs> this happened years ago when uh, right before God of War 3 was about to come out and I was like super jazzed for it but I really wanted to play like a button mashing beat up type of game and I remember I had like this really not great Conan basic God of War ripoff. And I like played that. I was like, itch scratched. Perfect.
2: It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: But yeah, so I've just been playing that. It's kind of fun. Um, It's just uh, like just multiplayer stuff is all they have available. But it's cool. It's fun. It's just more Call of Duty, but That's cool. it's fun. Yeah. The last
1: one I bought was Modern Warfare. The 2016 one, I think it was. 2016, 2017. I don't know. Recently. The one before Cold War. The one right before the last one. Yeah. I think that was when uh, which I'm gonna call it started coming out of Warzone and all that nonsense. Yeah. Right, um, that was really right. fun. I thought that game was really, really good. I liked
0: that one a lot, actually, um, yeah.
1: The only reason I stopped playing is because my computer was running it like asshole and I didn't want to buy a console version. But no, I love old Call of Duty. I hope this one's good, but I hear not great things about it. I'm so. not
0: excited to play like for the story or anything else, so I I'm like, know. I probably won't pick it up when it. actually I, I still up. don't think I've uh, <laughs>
1: finished the story on Modern Warfare because it's like three thousand gigabytes to put on your computer. And I don't, yeah, I don't it's kind of dumb. It's a good one
0: though. I that was the first one I had bought for like at least four years. I feel yeah, because nice. I was like, oh, this looks actually kind of interesting. But
1: I can go next. I did a thing. Well, I haven't finished the thing. I was just telling you guys about it. Um, I have been watching the Star Wars series Bad Batch on Disney Plus. Uh, I've been ah. watching it since it first came out. It's ended now. Um, I haven't quite finished it, but I'm pretty close. And, Exciting. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's fun. Um, if you're a fan of like Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff like that, and getting like a little bit more lore about that kind of area, um, I think it's super cool. Um, it has a lot of like kind of Easter eggy stuff as they tend to have in those kind of like things. So I feel like if you're right. really into like yeah. the Star Wars and all the lore of it, I think it, you'd like it. Uh, me and Oscar talked a little bit about how it's a little… Childish. It's still it a little kid friendly. There, it definitely it's definitely a, a kids show. So it's always like at the
0: end we do best because
1: heart, <laughs> and it's like, Ugh. yeah, it's family. Yeah, they're big. On, they're big on family. That's the big trope about it. It's like, no, we're in this together. We're all family. <laughs> it's, yeah. very yeah. <laughs> it's
0: very fast and furious. You have nice. everything. You have family. Yeah. So this is a minor spoiler, um, but like they definitely introduce a kid character for that exact reason.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: She is placed there solely to be, which the voice actor is very great.
2: Um, yes, yeah, uh, I, I like her agree a
1: lot. But yeah, it, it it does have its its faults. But I would recommend for anyone that just wants some more Star Wars. It's a pretty easy watch, even though it's sixteen episodes or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. Cool.
2: You have to let us know when you finish it because it's good. Yeah, for sure. I tried watching the um, Star Wars um, Clone Wars a while back, but mm-hmm. man, one 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 day I'll finish it. It's, a, a it's, it's pretty Some, long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a it's lot a lot.
1: Of there. and I, It's a lot of filler, too. So that's right, kind of rough. Yeah. You have to know which parts to watch
0: if you want to not have to go through so the whole So you kind of have to research. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Well, I have... Um, I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII on the uh, Switch, the OG version. Or the OG game that's ported onto the Switch. And also the remake that's on, uh, on PlayStation. The OG version, I got to the point where one of the... I would say it's a spoiler, but I'm, I think everybody knows one of the main characters dies.
0: Drag time tragically.
2: Dun, dun, dun. Sorry, internet, if you don't know. Everyone should know. Cloud, that. Knows no!
3: That.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they killed Cloud. <laughs> uh, so I, I felt like very underwhelmed, actually. when I Maybe because I would known about it for so long, but when it happened, finally, because I'd been like waiting for this moment and in-game for a long time, and when it finally right. happened, I was like, it was like a little bit lackluster, or, like, Interesting. Maybe because there wasn't like any voiceover, but I'm really into the story. But the dialogue just—it seemed so like, meh. it's all dated. The dialogue's a little, yeah, it's a little dated, and uh, the yeah, the translation yeah, yeah. was a little rough too. So something right, do right. kind of hit weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It felt like it felt like nobody was actually that sad. Cloud was like, Aerith, <laughs> no, like that's it. That's all I got." Because cause
1: one of the biggest things is supposed to be that weird love triangle they have going on between yeah, Tifa, Aerith, yeah. and uh, Cloud. Right. And then they,
2: they just kind of moved on really quickly. <laughs> I was like, fuck.
1: Well, right. One part of my man's thruple just got ended and he's just yeah. not upset. He's like, I still got another one. Like, we good. <laughs> <laughs> I personally uh, thought Aerith was pretty annoying. So I wasn't super mad when she died the first time. Like, yeah, yeah she, she's a little uh, <laughs> bit
2: annoying. Yeah. She's a great magic user. So I was, I was like… about to say, she's your healer. combat she not?
1: more than anything. Uh, she, I was about to say, I always gave her all the healing healing things.
2: Yeah, man. Um, so that that that's been cool. And and the um I'm still very early on in the remake version, like maybe six or seven hours into it. We're going to like the second Mako reactor. Damn,
1: that takes seven hours.
2: Yo, man. It's <laughs> that fucking is thirty long. minutes in the original. Game I know, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. There's all kinds of side quests, which are really cool. There's annoying. gonna be like eight remakes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can never see them finishing. I finish feel like this. there's gonna be at least three. Like I think so too. three, three yeah. sounds like a good number that yeah. they would try to hit. Any more than that would be ridiculous. I mean one would one would be great to me, but anyway. right. So it's cool to see like they're, they're throwing in all these other elements that uh, I didn't see coming, and new characters, and obviously I haven't beaten the original yet, but there's like these weird, like ghostly, Dementor type people or like uh, beings that are floating around like wreck- wrecking havoc. And I'm just like, what is who what are these like? <laughs> I'm very interested, but um, oh yeah, you're gonna don't you're spoil gonna, it for me. I haven't hit, I'm sure they're in the original somewhere, but I haven't hit them yet. You, you so. can't see
1: me right now, I'm smiling. But please let me know <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you finish both of those games. That would yeah, really, yeah. I think we're gonna have to. I want that to be a topic for us. Um, I don't know yeah. if Oscar will be able to play the original, but if you if we can all get through the remake, I would love to talk about that game with you guys because it is
2: super interesting. It's it's really fun. I really like the combat. It's a really great blend of real-time strategy, turn-based strategy, and, like, hack-and-slash RPG stuff. Are you talking yeah. about the remake? The remake, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I played that demo when it came out. That demo was fun as shit. I was it super was. jazzed for that game.
2: It gets, it gets pretty deep, the, the content, um, mm-hmm. like, as you start powering up and leveling up different weapons and stuff and getting new abilities. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And at first, I wasn't really liking the ability bar. Like you can't really like just use a potion whatever you want. You have to like wait. You have you have to like use some strategy. You got to strategize a bit, yeah. Yeah. Or just
1: run away. Yeah, they definitely (laughs) took uh, the Final Fantasy VII uh, normal combat and kind of like build on it because it does a certain the same thing. It's basically turn based, but you have a bar that's constantly filling up, and that's when you're able to use your actions. So it feels quote unquote real time, but it's not. Right. Um, so I thought that was interesting the way that they they tackled that. Yeah. It's really cool. Very good. Way. I wish they would fucking pull that camera
2: out though. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a little tight. <laughs> it's a little tight sometimes. The camera yeah. is all up his butt.
0: I'm excited to play it. Cause I, I want to play the one with the, the Yuffie, with Yuffie stuff. Yeah. yeah so that one's cool. I want to play that bit.
1: Also mechanically, I hear that she makes the game a lot easier. <laughs> She's a very oh, good really? Yeah. She feels kind of a, a a hole that you have with your your crew. Gotcha,
0: hmm. gotcha. That's cool, man. Yeah, we'll we'll see how many of those games they'll actually make, and maybe they'll they'll correct what the your issue with the first one was. That character's death will mean a little right. more when it actually has more time. Yeah, later.
2: I'm I'm hoping so. I feel like it. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Nice.
0: I think that's the show, everyone. You can email us at thefortressof@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Fortress spelled F O U um, R. Feel free to email us any questions or feedback you have, any recommendations for our final segment of the show. Or just anything you wanted to let us know that we missed and you wish we'd talk about or something like that. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Fortress of, um, and also the YouTube channel, The Fortress of, where there'll be short little clips of funny gimmicks and fun stuff that we've talked about on the podcast in shortened versions. And uh, yeah, uh, don't forget to review us wherever you listen. Five stars if you can, but we'll take whatever you got. Five uh, t- stars. Five stars. <laughs> Michelin stars.
2: Got jazz yeah. about
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your grandma. Tell your cat. Uh, play it for your grandma while she's uh, at home knitting or whatever she does. I am not know what your <laughs> life or your grandma. My grandmother gambles. What are you talking about? Play it while she's gambling her life away. All right.
2: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to follow me, uh, you can catch me on the Instagrams. Alex is an alien. That's me.
1: Nice, nice. Hello friends. Uh, I have the most social media and I feel awkward about it, but we're gonna talk about it. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Facebook at it's by the way, that's ITZ by the way. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, that is it's underscore by the way, ITz underscore by the way. And then I'll stream on Twitch as well every once in a while. So you can follow me on twitch.tv slash by the way x. What are you playing lately on uh, Twitch, Brian? Uh, I have not streamed recently, but I was thinking about playing Psychonauts 2 on, uh, oh. on there. I, do really I always play wanted that
2: game. to play those games. I never had the original Xbox.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. The first one's really good. I would recommend right. both highly. I want to play them. Maybe One also day. Enter the Matrix. I was thinking about that as well.
0: Since Matrix yes. is, is kind of buzzy right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to play that, not Path of Neo, and fight the man? Oh, gosh. I'll, maybe I'll play both. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> All right. Um, Devin? Oh, poor Devin. Not here to
2: give us his handles.
0: What a shame. What a shame. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Uh, See you later, bud. (laughs) Before we go, uh, we want to thank Brian for the artwork. It looks great, as always. Um, Alex, thank you for the music, the theme music. And uh, Devin, I can't thank you for being here this time. So, uh, (laughs) see you next week. (laughs) And thank you, Jackie, for helping edit the podcast every week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Happy holidays. Whatever holiday it may be. And uh, put a code on. It's a out there. We'll see you next week here in another episode of The Fortress of...